0: Ladies and gentlemen, to the Researching the Passer podcast, um, well, first of all, this actually might not be ladies, it's mostly gentlemen, welcome back to the new, we haven't figured out the name yet, Jackson has suggested a name to me, I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to you know, stick with it, but you know, we'll go for it right now, RJ, we'll stick with it, we'll call it the Researching the Fighter podcast. I'm going to introduce my co-host here. His name is RJ. RJ, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, hi, everyone. First of all, I really love the name, you know. This is our first podcast. We're doing covering UFC 271. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. I've been a UFC fan my entire life. I've been watching since, you know, the Chuck Liddell days. Uh, BJ Penn was one of my favorites. And then, of course, Anderson Silva, the goat, is up there in my favorites. But, you know, this... 271 is super exciting we got a lot of big fights and a lot of good bets to make with these fights so i'm excited to be here dan
0: love the intro khabib number one no matter what it's all right we'll go over that um so ufc 271 i mean there is a lot of there's a lot of action going on with these fights there there's a ton of i mean in the prelims itself i i want to start off with talking about blood diamond here and he's he's part of my parlay here, but Blood Diamond, I, uh, Jeremiah Wills, he is a fantastic out of signing. If you're watching the UFC embedded episodes, which if you're not, I highly suggest they you know release them every day at around noon. They're they're insane. First of all, UFC editing team deserves a ton of credit. I mean, they 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 put a lot of effort into their videos.
1: Oh yeah, and. As Dan said, I highly recommend watching these. Um, They post them before the fight um, leading up to it. It's basically each day of the training camp the week before. Um, You know, I don't have... Much knowledge about Jeremiah Wells. Dan's super excited. He's been hyping me up about this bat. I'm
0: I'm really excited. I think Jeremiah Wells is, is first of all, his nickname is Blood Diamond. First of all, if that doesn't get you going, I don't know what I don't know what needs to get you going, but his nickname is Blood Diamond, okay? And if you're a Leonardo DiCaprio fan, Blood Diamond will really get you going. And he is a beast, okay? I'm gonna include him in my parlay. We'll talk about him later, but Adesanya really credits him as a very unorthodox fighter. He really comes through as a fighter who doesn't really fight much through striking or through, you know, kickboxing. I mean, he mixes both in very well, and it's something that I'm really excited to see. I want to see how his ground game really works in this because he's fighting a fighter who's really good at ground game. So I want to see if he can take that to the ground and if he can, you know, translate that well through the fight. But I'm not necessarily sure. We'll have to just go through and see how it goes. But we'll start off this podcast talking about the main five fights on on the main card. RJ, who do you got for the first fight?
1: Yeah, so the first fight is an interesting one. We got Bobby Green versus Nasrat Hakparaz. We got Green at twenty-eight, twelve, and one in his MMA career, and then we got Nasrat at thirteen and four.
0: Nasrat, I'm really sorry if we uh mispronounce your name. Yeah, I'm this gonna is, stick this, with Nas. This is this is this is a first. We're just gonna yeah, stick with Nas. Yeah. I like I like Nas, Nas, Nas a, a lot. I cool like <laughs> I like Nas a
1: lot. So we got the lines. We got Bobby Green as a slight betting favorite. He's minus one forty, and then Nasrat, he's plus one twenty. Uh, Bobby Green, he has key wins over Aya Quinta, Lando Venada, and Josh Thompson. He's a real well-rounded guy. I see him really just being a uh well-rounded fighter in this one, and that's a key to victory for him. I uh, mean, a huge
0: win over Al. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a
1: big yeah. win. That, I mean
0: that is a big win. He's yeah. someone who talks a lot in that division, and to put him to sleep like he did, that that is something huge. So I I like Bobby Green a lot, too. I'm Mm -hmm. taking Bobby Green in this one as well.
1: Yeah, and Nasrat, he's no joke. You know, he's fought guys like Dan Hooker who, I mean, he lost him, but um, that kind of shows one of the key to uh, victory for him. He needs to be more unpredictable. Uh, He's a 26-year-old German striker who has really fast hand speed at that division. The the thing is, he's very predictable as a southpaw. If
0: you've seen that fight, I mean, you could tell. Nasrat really didn't stick to his game plan a lot. Dan Hooker was really, you know, sticking to his game plan of really keeping it more of a boxing match, more of a kickboxing match than anything else. But if you really look at it, Nas rock could really be the guy to cause a problem for mm-hmm. him. So, I mean, it'll be a huge match, definitely an exciting one to start off the main card. So we'll go off from that, but who do you got in the, na- who do you got in the next match?
1: So the next one, we also have another uh, good fight. We got Kyler Phillips. He's going to be... Uh big favorite however at minus 425 and then we got Marcelo Rojo at plus 320.
0: keep that huge uh, in every almost UFC card I've watched this year and in the last year, the biggest favorite has almost always lost their fight. they mm. they, they almost always lose. There's something huge that happens in the fight. It's, it's always a big talk of the conversation. What, what,
1: what do you got to say about that? Okay, so Marcelo, Rowe, he's a plus 320 underdog, but, I mean, he's got a really, really fun style of Muay Thai to watch. He's a striker who could do damage from all ranges with all varieties of attacks. He's got a real good uh, chopping low kick along with great clinches, and then he's got everything in between. I mean, however, Kyler Phillips... Um, He just he's got a huge win
0: over one of my favorite in the division right now in Song Mm Yudong. Song Yudong is huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, that dude is that dude's got some crazy, crazy hands and I love seeing him
1: fight. So, yeah. So here's the thing. Tyler Phillips, he just he's just really, really slick. He's legit. He's fluid. He moves around really well. Um, He's got a good wrestling game. He's got a good kickboxing game and he could really attack you from any kind of angle. He
0: can do both up and down. I mean that's a that's a huge thing in a fight. When you think about it, you really want a fighter who could take you both down to the ground and someone who could also, you know, keep it standing at the same time. Those are really, really big things in a fight. So I mean I'm taking Kyler in that one as well. Yeah. But, um, but so 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 far we got what Bobby Green and Kyler, both of us.
1: Yes, sir. So I mean I'm not gonna touch that one. Um, you could it, throw it's it a on risky a, one. It's a, a, risky it's a little one. risky with the odds being really favored towards Phillips. However, you could throw Phillips in on a parlay to add a little bit of value. You always know those I, I'm risky gonna ta- parlays, I'm gonna, yeah. man. Those R- risky ones. The risky ones are always the most fun ones. But um, on this one, I would take Kyler Phillips. Not gonna touch it, but. Um, good luck to whoever does. <laughs> good luck right? to whoever. I like that It's too. UFC, so you never know what's going to happen. I like and that any- too. Anything could happen in UFC.
0: Anything. I mean, you know, it's the most insane thing. You see someone break a leg. You see, I mean, like, the most insane injuries will happen. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, you want to think about it as, like, it's one of the most progressive sports in being, like, really safe for the fighters. I mean, if you think about it, Dana White will not let a fighter, especially after a really, you know, intense, dangerous fight, he will not let him, like, hang out after the fight. They go straight to the hospital, and they're under UFC care, they go under a lot of like procedures and everything to make sure that they're okay for their next fight. What do
1: you got to say about say, that? Say, Dana White, at the end of the day, it's a business. These fighters are his employees and the way he makes money. Um, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say that UFC is a safe sport, per se, because you know, I think it's one of the most violent sports, which is what makes it so exciting. But I mean, these fighters are the best athletes in the world, in my opinion. They're, what was, do you What do you think about fighter pay? Do you think fighter pay should increase? Man, here's the thing: UFC compared to boxing, um, they got a little bit of different types of contracts. It's based off. Um, it's less based off of uh, pay per view and and you know like the the purse that it's, it's a boxer with the get. personality. Yeah, yeah. Dana White negotiates the contracts. At the end of the day, he's the boss. He's going to decide what what's going to make his company and himself the most money. So, I mean, I think um, boxing is a lot more exciting because, you know, they make a lot more money. The, those guys are so talented. If they could raise the pay... UFC will get a lot more talent. Do you think and it would there be would a ever, lot better for the
0: sport? Do you think there'd ever be a fight between like a boxer and an MMA fighter? Like, do you think th- like There has so, been. Can, there has been. So th- I mean there has been a couple in the past, but do you think like Canelo might make the, the reach to fight a UFC see, fighter? See Canelo,
1: like, I think he's just too good for that. Right now. Well, maybe when he's, he's too good. Maybe when he's older. But I right he's now they, there's uh there's rumors. I love that. There's, RJ talking about maybe when he's older. <laughs> there's rumors about uh Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury fighting. Uh, Hey, that would be an insane fight. Oh my goodness. Right now there's a lot of contract negotiations and arguments between Francis Ngannou and Dana White. They're not really getting along because obviously Francis Ngannou is one of the biggest names. He's one of the, uh, he he deserves to be one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid UFC I mean, Francis's
0: managers fight a lot for yeah. a, you know his talks they, they they fight for a lot of everything he does they they want him to make as much money in the UFC as anyone else does yeah. I mean I agree with it I think the fighters in the UFC should be paid more than what they make right now but to say that Francis Ngannou should be paid the highest amount other than any other athlete Oh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, there's other athletes, I think, in the UFC right now who have way better decorated divi- Like, if anyone, I think Alexander Volkanovsky
1: should be getting paid a bag for his fights right now. Well, and to make off from that point, um, you know, UFC doesn't reward the most talented, obviously. I think Alexander Volkanovsky has cemented himself as one of the GOATs in his division. But you see that... The UFC and fighting in general uh, rewards popularity and fame. You know Conor McGregor, he's lost what the last three fights. They, I mean, but he's still the highest. He pain. snapped a leg in one yeah, of them. Yeah, and when you think about it, I mean, but it's, it's insane. You could see from that example of Conor that obviously it's not always about the talent, but it's also about the personality, and that's why I say Francis Ngannou is probably the biggest athlete. I mean, his story is amazing and. First of what all, what he does for his country. If you what do he does not know Francis
0: Ngannou's story, please look it up. There is so many YouTube videos on it that like literally explain it so well. A lot that do it in a really cool cinematic experience. Francis Ngannou's story is insane. I mean, yeah. he comes from being a salt miner child to becoming a UFC champion. That might be one of the most insane things I've ever heard. He had to travel across the border, what, four or five times and get deported back and still fight back his way to become a citizen, to become a champion. I mean, it it is the most insane thing. But, you know, we'll move on from that because Francis is not fighting in this card. But we'll move on to, you know, our first big fight of the card. We have Derek Brunson Mm. versus Jared Cannon Great fight, great fight. Who do do you got here? Who do you got here, RJ? All right, so...
1: The odds are minus one sixty in favor of Jared Cannonier, Ooh. and then Brunson's a plus one forty underdog. Ooh. Here's the thing, I Ooh. I'm taking Jared Cannonier. Oh. I'm throwing him on a parlay. Yeah. Take he, him. He is one of the biggest middleweights I've ever seen. He f- used to fight a heavyweight. He used to fight a
0: heavyweight. That's a huge thing. He fought a heavyweight, light heavyweight, and then middleweight. He's fought at the top three divisions mm-hmm. in the UFC, which are arguably, you know, top of the three hardest divisions to really have a chin in. Like, Mm -hmm. Jared Kinanir has a chin. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, That man, and he's never fought. He's never fought Adesanya. One person to, like, be a top contender who's never fought Adesanya is, is an interesting fighter, and he's one of those, so...
1: Yeah, so, yeah, he does have a chin. He's felt heavyweight power. He's felt light heavyweight power. Now he... He's arguably looking the best at middleweight. He's four and one. He's only lost to Robert Whitaker, who's arguably the number two middleweight of all time. Right. Um, but, I mean, he is a strong, heavy-handed individual. Very fast. Very fast. Great kickboxing ability. He's got a real great leg kick. He's... He knocked out Anderson Silva with a leg kick. Oh my god. Like that I was mean, brutal. He, I love it. it. It was
0: it was hard. He's really yeah. brutal with that leg kick. I mean, it's it's not it's not something that you take lightly in practice. Like this is one thing that people really need to understand is UFC training is nothing like any other sports training in, in any in any other sort of competition. UFC training is insane. They train their bodies to handle some of the most intense type of pains of all time. It's, it, it's literally like Navy SEALs training, if you think about it. Like, Navy SEALs are training themselves to handle, you know, gunshots, handle, you know, fucking interrogations and shit. But when you really think about it, fucking UFC fighters are training to be, to be beat to fucking bits and pieces and to somehow handle themselves and compose themselves for either three or maybe five rounds if they're fighting for the championship. And that, by itself, is in its own right, an absolute, I don't even know, credit to itself, what would you call it?
1: So, okay, it might be a crazy um, opinion, but I think UFC athletes are the, the best athletes in the world. I completely agree. I, I say there's football players, there's boxers, but when you look at some of these guys, you, you look at Jared Cannonier, you, you look at him, he is a different type of person that me and you are, Dan. Oh he is my a, God. he is he jacked. Is... He dropped down from heavyweight and now he's at middleweight. And, and for for those, looking better who, than those, ever.
0: for those of you who don't understand the weight difference, Right. To be a heavyweight, you have to be 200 pounds or 225 225 and over to be a light or to be a heavyweight. Mm -hmm. To be the next level underneath that is a light heavyweight. That's 205 and over. Mm -hmm. And then the next is to be a middleweight. At 185. 185. That's 40 pounds. So you're dropping 40 pounds and you are still acting and being as if it's no no problem. He's better than ever. He's better than ever. He moves quicker. He moves stronger. I mean, I'm still taking Derrick Brunson because I love Derrick Brunson. I mean, I'll take Derrick Brunson every day of the week, but Jared here, I mean, holy cow. When you talk about someone who drops weight, moves as fast as he can, it's insane. It really doesn't equate to what human physics can really do and when you think about that it really adds to the equation of why UFC fighters are at the top of the pyramid when you talk about the top athletes of the world you talk about people who are paid the most people who don't really understand that why Conor McGregor is paid more for one minute of fighting maybe even less than a minute of fighting than anyone else any athlete in the entire world and that is literally because he makes so much off of thirty to maybe fifty seconds of fighting. I mean, on on his all of his trash talk before, I mean, his experience inside the octagon. I mean what what, what do you gotta say?
1: He's about a that? he's a businessman. He knows how to he knows how to handle the the, the media, he knows how to market himself. Um, he started his own company. I mean, he's a smart individual. And, you know, UFC, That that's kind of what we need more of. Izzy, obviously, is a great media guy. He's perfect for the UFC. He's Someone who's interesting. Fighting. Someone who's very interesting. Uh, I don't want to go too far off topic. Um, back to the kind of Brunson and fight, you know, Brunson is no joke. He's he's on a five, uh, five win win streak. I mean, I'm taking Brunson. I like Brunson a lot. See, he's got. I, I really like him. The key to to victory for Brunson, I think, is to you know do what he's been doing to the last five fights. He, he he's got a solid striking game. He's got he,
0: very he, solid, but he needs to stay out of range. He needs to That's stay out of range.
1: He needs a pressure. Cannoneer, which is not going to be easy to do with Jared Cannoneer's power. No, he needs to take him down to the ground, which is not going to be easy with Jared Cannoneer's power. But if he could make it a dirty, you know, uh, endurance, hard fight for Jared Cannoneer, if he could take him down. I think he might have a chance.
0: Would you agree with me in saying that this might be one of the grammiest fights of the year so far that we've seen? I mean, I think this might be a very this gonna dirty be a fight. This is going to be a brawl. This is
1: going to be a brawl. I
0: think this is going to be very hard. Like, for those of you who don't like watching really dirty fights, you know, people really getting at it, that, you know, do not watch this fight because <laughs> I think both of these fighters are going
1: to go hard. I see Jared Kanir swinging. I see Dylan Brunson swinging. I see him just trying to take him down, trying to take him down. I I see him, you know, making a dirty fight. I'm going to take Jerry Cannon here at minus 160. I'm going to throw him on a parlay that we'll talk about later.
0: I like that, too. I'm still taking Derek Brunson, but, you know, we'll move on from that. All right, on to the next fight. Who do you got?
1: All right, so the next fight is another great fight, another huge brawl. Fight. You, huge fight. Oh my goodness! See, if you don't like violence, if you don't like, you know, <laughs> violence, if you don't like, if you don't like violence,
0: at this point, turn off the UFC. Do not even right. pay for the main don't, card. Don't watch it. Oh there's my a, there's goodness! There's a lot
1: of violence out here. There is a lot of violence. So we got we got Derek Lewis fighting in his hometown of Houston. He's going to be the betting favorite at minus one seventy, and then we got Ty Tuivasa. He's Plus 150. So, okay, this is a huge fight.
0: This is a huge fight because the last fight, you know, and this is before we started our, you know, the whole UFC podcast Mm -hmm. and everything, I took Derek Lewis to beat Cyril Gant. You know, I really love Derek Lewis. He is, and still, the knockout champion of the UFC. Oh, yeah. I mean, this man has put too many people to sleep. He's put so many people to sleep, including huge names like Curtis Blades. He has put them to sleep with ease. Derek Lewis has huge power between his hands. And the huge, like, the biggest question for me is, do you think Ty Tuivasa has that same kind of power to put Derek Lewis to sleep?
1: Ty is also a great knockout artist.
0: He's he. Not, I mean, th- what four or three of his last knockouts have are, come in the
1: first round? And yeah, come in
0: the first round by knockout. I mean, they've come by knockout.
1: So I'm gonna actually take Ty here at the plus one fifty. Um, I see Ty being the better athlete if he could stick to a game plan. He's more of a reckless brawler type guy, and that's he can't really do that against Derek Lewis with his hands. He has to be more of a tech, a technician. I see, if he could get him to the ground and really work his ground game, which is very good compared to Derek Lewis. We've seen Gon, we've we've seen the guys who beat Derek Lewis. They really just work I mean, him. They, he doesn't they have work to, his
0: body a lot, they make him they make him work on the feet. And when he is working on the feet from a distance that he can't connect with those huge power shots, you see mm-hmm. a different Derek Lewis.
1: Yeah, so when you watch that Ghan fight, Gon's a very smart fighter. He he works the distance He takes advantage of Derek Lewis's subpar conditioning and cardio. I think if Ty can make this a technical fight, uh, he's gonna win. But this I say the smartest bet in this fight is probably gonna be the the under one and a half. I I I don't see it going more than. uh, Oh yeah, and make sure you you guys
0: understand this is he's talking about rounds here. But one thing to keep in mind, Derek Lewis has already fought in his hometown. He's had one huge fight in his hometown that mattered a lot that he did not get in his home. You know, he didn't get the opportunity to get that opportunity back to fight somebody in his hometown and make a name for himself. He fought somebody in his hometown who was from a completely different country. And he got worked. He did get worked. I it mean, was Cyril, really, Cyril really gone completely worked him. And yeah. as much as I love Derek Lewis, I love, I love him. Like I, I'm one of the biggest Derek Lewis fans. You can see, he got worked. Cyril mm-hmm. gone you know, put him in a place where he could not put him in those knockout punches. Derek Lewis put him in a place where he couldn't come with that same sort of audacity that he likes to come with. And because he put him in that place he wasn't able to put Cyril Gaughan in that sort of panic danger that he puts a lot of his fighters in. Mm. So for me, the biggest question in this fight, do you think that Derek Lewis could put him, do you think he could put Ty in that kind of danger fight where Ty is going to be struggling to kind of try and come back
1: from that? So here's the thing. I think Derek Lewis is at his best when he's excited to fight. He's ready to go out there. And pressure the fighter. I, I, didn't, I didn't really see that against Gunn. I I saw him kind of more timid. I mean, he was in his hometown. He, of it, you, you he seemed way more timid. It,
0: it, it didn't feel like the same Derrick Lewis
1: that we're more exactly. used to. Exactly. And I lo- I'm a big Derrick Lewis fan. I love him. I love his knockouts. I, I mean, love him his, as a person. His
0: last fight against Dosk is mm-hmm. he... Took the you know the crown as oh, the yeah. knockout king yeah, I and mean, the heavyweight we he's see the power. knockout king and and we're trying to talk about the knockout king against a new fighter in the top five
1: you know this is this is a big fight so I I say the big question here is gonna be it I say all the pressure is gonna be on Derek Lewis at home he is I think the number six now he's been hovering around the top five for the last few years. Um, we're going to see if he's just a gatekeeper at this point entering the top five uh, or if he's still got it and he's still a championship contender. I think see, Ty, he comes in here with not a lot of pressure on him. He's a he's an underdog, but I see him hungry to enter that, you know, conversation look, at the top of the heavyweight I division. like
0: Ty a lot. I would love to see another Ty Shuey at the end of the oh, fight. Yeah. I mean, those, those are always super beautiful to watch. I love him getting into it with the media and everything like that. But to me, I just see Derek Lewis going. I see a new Derek Lewis. I mean, I see somebody who trained well cardio-wise for his fight against Cyril Gaon, And I see it went It went well. Or not well. I'm sorry. It went, it went horribly. It went horribly. Because <laughs> he was nervous. It and went horribly nervous, against his favor. But I think this is somebody who is now going to fight in his hometown See a fight that he had lost in his hometown and now take that as something he can learn and then use that as something that he can use as a weapon to win in his next fight. So I'm taking Derrick Lewis.
1: You know, I would love to see Derrick Lewis win by knockout. Big Derrick Lewis fan. But I'm going to take Ty at plus 150. All right. All
0: right. All right. (laughs) Huge. Huge. All right. Next fight, our main event of the night. One of the biggest fights
1: of the entire year. Oh,
0: my goodness. We have Robert Whittaker versus Israel Adesanya. Mr. Rafael McKay, who do you have?
1: So we got Izzy at minus 280, and then we got Whitaker at plus 225. I really don't see, uh, in my opinion, the goat of the middleweight. You know, I'm a big Anderson Silva fan, but I think Izzy has topped the cake. We have yet to see. So, you wait, before
0: we even continue, so you think Adesanya has already completely surpassed every middleweight. So, you think he's better than Anderson Silva and you think he's better than GSP?
1: I think. Are you saying that Adesanya is completely better than GSP? I think what we see right now is a guy who's really never struggled in the UFC. I mean, we saw him struggle a little bit against Gaslam. He had to he had a push. He was ready to bit. say
0: he was ready to die in
1: the fourth Yeah, that but fight. that's he kinda, looked at he
0: looked at Kevin Gastelum and said, I am ready to die but,
1: in the fourth round. But which is just something I respect a lot. That shows a lot of his killer attitude. And, you know, I follow Izzy a lot. He's the type of guy to want to surpass his his other fighters by three laps. He's he told he said it himself he wants to lap the division once again. And I mean it's I say it's sad for Robert Whitaker. I think he's also one of the greatest Middleweights of all time, but there's levels to this game. There's levels to boxing. There's levels to UFC, and I think Izzy's on a different level than uh, any other middleweight. I really don't see him losing. He's really never struggled a lot in the UFC. He's evolving. That dude looks completely jacked. I wonder if he's clean. I don't know if he's clean. but I mean, sure, I believe he's clean. This is one thing. I
0: definitely (laughs) do. He he looks real big He looks really big, but I do believe he's clean. One thing that I would definitely There's comment a fat on spot is the fact, his boom. I mean, sure, you know, he's got a little testosterone yeah. in his chest, you know, and I, I'll honestly take it. I think he genuinely has been working on himself as a fighter, but I genuinely think that when it comes to developing yourself as a fighter and developing yourself in every sort of way as a fighter, Robert Whittaker has done that. When you talk about as a fighter who has really fought, right, after his fight against Adesanya, where he lost the belt, he very clearly lost the belt. Adesanya knocked his ass out twice in two rounds. I mean, it wasn't even a close display. Uh, You know, Adesanya put on an amazing fight. He put on an amazing striking display that we were not ready for, and it was beautiful. That was the best fight
1: of his career, by the
0: way. I definitely will never discredit Adesanya for that fight. But what I can say is that after that fight, Robert Whittaker declined. And I don't know if you know this, but Robert Whittaker declined to fight Adesanya again right away. The UFC, Dana White and the UFC, all the commission, all the people who develop all the fights, all the people who, you know, narrate all the fights and all the people who carry on all the, you know, development of the fights, they asked Robert Whittaker if he wanted to fight Adesanya, and he said no. He said, I do not want to fight Adesanya right now. I would like to defeat all the other top contenders, and I would like to get myself back into a position where I feel comfortable
1: fight, mm-hmm. fighting very, Adesanya. Very smart decision by uh, Robert Whittaker. Huge, financially, huge. Uh, Financially, athletically, oh, I think it's a great decision. Um, you know, he's bounced back. He's beat... Um, he whooped on uh, Darren Till. Don't even get me started. He, he d- absolutely
0: Darren destructed Darren Till. He destructed. He fucking beat Jared Cannonier. I mean, he he put people. To, he it wasn't even close. See, he he made it seem exactly in my division as what as what the uh, you know division with Alexander Volkanovski's in. He, uh, you know Max it, Holloway has made it very clear. He's the number one contender in that division. No one can take that away from him. Mm-hmm. I think Robert Whittaker has solidified himself as the number... Like, if Robert Whittaker and Marvin Vittoria were to fight, I think Robert Whittaker would take that fight away without ease. I don't with think ease. Robert Whittaker has any issue fighting anyone in the
1: division besides Israel Adesanya. Here's the thing. Um, I think Robert Whittaker is by far the second best. There's no one really near him right now. It's really sad for him because, you know, there's Izzy right now that he's with. Um, we really haven't seen him struggle. I mean, he's got such a quick, um, quick striking, he's got great boxing technique. Very fast on his feet, great ground game in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Amazing ground. I mean, like, uh, he's a very strong guy. Great. He's a very strong guy with a lot of power and a lot of quickness for this division.
0: And nobody and, was surprised. I mean, when you really think about it, no one, no one was ready for his for his fight against it. You know, against Israel. And, and that Israel was... is an absolute. Like this is. Just to keep in mind, you know, this is an absolute credit to Israel as a fighter. He is an absolute dog. He is the best it's insane. He's
1: the best striker that I have ever seen, besides Anderson Silva, um, in the UFC. He has only lost one time in his kickboxing career. He's only lost one time against a really big light heavyweight in Jan Blakovich. And other than that he has really never struggled in his fighting career. I mean if you think about it, Jan didn't really make it a boxing he match. He did not make it Jan, a Jan made, it, made it, a, it a
0: wrestling match and Jan put him on his very back. Very smart game plan. And which is really smart and I credit Jan to all of his ability and that's why he kept his belt, but the huge part of that is Israel cannot, you know, Israel hasn't really shown at this point that he could wrestle at an elite level. Here's the thing. So I think I'm really interested to see if Robert can take Israel to the ground and take Israel to a different level that we haven't seen as a viewer before. You know, I'm sure Israel has done it in a training camp that we haven't seen, but we really haven't seen Israel as a crowd on the ground.
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, Izzy has a really underestimated... Wrestling defense. I I don't think he wants to take people down, but he is very good at not t- getting taken down. We saw uh, him against Paulo Costa, a much bigger guy. He's way too fast on his feet. Um, we Keep saw him mind. against Marvin Vittorio as Paulo, well. Paulo weighed way over. Well, way exactly, over exactly. We saw Paulo, him against Paulo is a huge
0: monster, at weighing overweight for middleweight. He's fights. always like that. We don't he, need to talk about the, him. Paulo but. is at pretty
1: much at this point a light heavyweight. He's a light bum. heavyweight. He's, he's a, a light heavyweight. He's a light heavyweight. I love Paulo Costa, but he's a light heavyweight. Well, Izzy has a great ground defense. We we saw Vittoria multiple tra- times try and get up near, up uh, all over him, but he was unable to. Uh, is he too quick on his feet? He's gonna counter any sort of shoot or anything, and he's also very strong. You like people don't. He he might look skinny, you know, compared to other middleweights, but. Man, does he look big? Saying. He looks big right he now. He looks big. He definitely looks big.
0: And, and I see what you're saying, but I, I mean, he's also I do know. There's also
1: no joke on the, on the ground. He's a uh, purple he, bell, I think, in he's Brazilian a, jiu-jitsu. A, and he, Robert
0: is that kind of monster, though. I think Robert is going to be that answer when it comes to the ground game. I think Robert is going to pronounce him with those kind of problems that he hasn't really faced before in a fight. I mean, Kevin Gastelum was the kind of guy that they, you know, said before was going to be his ground game issue, and he fucking, you know, had a
1: tough, he had a tough fight with Kevin. If you're going to tell tough, me he didn't it, have a not, it was tough. It was, tough, it was Kevin, a tough fight, but there was still no doubt that Izzy. There won. was no
0: doubt that Izzy won, and I agree with that. But I don't think that this fight with Whitaker and Izzy two is going to be by any means, a close fight. I don't think this will be a fight in which will be very clearly in one person's favorite. I think this will be very close. I think this will go all five rounds. What do you see, think? Yeah, I'm going to have
1: to completely disagree with that. Really? I would say oh, the, boy. I would say, oh, boy. I would, say <laughs> I would say the best value pick in this fight would be the under at 4.5 at plus 105. I, I don't see Izzy having any trouble uh, keeping the distance of, uh, against Bobby Knuckles. I mean... Bobby Knuckles, he's going to have to close the distance somehow. We saw what happened last time. He, anytime he's going to try and go in, he's going to get he's We gonna get saw mad. what
0: happened last time, but, I mean, like you're acting like you're completely discrediting his last two fights four before. Yeah, that but, he knocked the fuck out of Darren Till, and he fucking put Brunson sleep. It yeah, wasn't but we even see, an answer. We
1: see what Izzy does from middleweights. We've know?
0: seen what Izzy does. He has but never, the same he's th-
1: never really struggled except against Ke- Kevin Gaston. Other than that, he's embarrassed every single opponent. He's gonna get the little machine gun celebration. Oh God! Or oh he's gonna God! Start humping R.J. His is ready for again. the machine
0: gun celebration. I'm it's telling gonna be you, a different celebration. I think this time. the Reaper has a new celebration we haven't seen before, and he's gonna release it for this fight once he fucking sleeps out of Sonya. I'm sorry, Izzy, but I am ready for a new champion of the world. The new champion of the middleweights. That's what I'm ready to see.
1: Izzy, minus 280, add it to your parlay. You're right. going right. to see Israel assign a lap to division.
0: Talking of parlays, what is your parlay of the weekend? This is for everyone who's a UFC fan. You can include this into your parlay of whatever sport you'd like. This is just me and RJ's UFC predictions of the weekends. Take it as you'd like.
1: Yep, take it as you like, but this is free money for you. So, my parlay is gonna be Jared Cannonier, Ty, who's gonna be the underdog in this parlay at plus one fifty. Add some value, and then Israel is That's a lock. He's gonna be. A, he's gonna on everyone's parlays on Saturday. Um, this is plus four hundred twenty. So I bet just ten bucks to win forty two. But um, I don't. I I see Jared Cannonier uh, knocking brunson out i see ty knocking Derek lewis out at home and then also i see izzy uh really making it hard for whitaker and probably knocking him out too haha
0: yeah okay we're done with that one and now move on to the real parlay of the weekend everybody who knows who's been you know following the researching the pastor podcast for a good minute you know that my pot or my parlays are always the best I'm going to take Jeremiah Wills as my first one. He is a huge f- underdog in his fight. I think he's going to win. I'm going to take Derek Lewis as the next underdog in his fight. No, he's a he's a favorite. Oh, he's a favorite. My yeah, bad. Favorite. My, bad. Favorite. my bad. My bad. And then I'm going to, surprisingly. And then I'm going to take Robert Whittaker as the favorite in this fight as well. My three-person parlay will be plus th- six thirty-five. I'm just gonna put ten on it to win six seventy four. You could put as much as you'd like. You I could think be very.
1: You could be very profitable fading Dan as uh, UFC two seventy showed me.
0: Um, fading Dan only <laughs> has worked on UFC two seventy. It has not worked past UFC two seventy. We haven't seen the effects yet. We will only see after this weekend. I'm so glad you, everybody tuned in to you know, this podcast. If you're first a UFC episode. fan, this is your first episode. If you like RJ, please leave a comment and a like. Let him know that you love him.
1: Yep, and um, I thought it was a great episode. I'm excited to do more. This is going to be one of the most exciting UFC 271s. First episode, researching the, pa- uh, researching the fighter. Uh, thank you all for uh, giving it a listen. Hopefully you made it this far.
0: We'll make it, you know, a different name (coughs) after that. But, you know, hopefully y'all made it this far and we will keep it going as much as we can. As much as y'all, you know, continue to show us love and we'll keep going from that. But we love y'all and peace out.